yeah, I know that you're so interested in data with Facebook and Zuckerberg and data and data and everyone taking our data, but what has blockchain to do with our data? Let's find out in Blockchain from the Block. Data, data, data from the block. Luca, why are we talking about data again? I'm, I'm <laughs> sick and tired of writing about data, data scandals, everyone taking my data. Why do we have to talk it in this podcast as well? Because also, it's a- I'm IBB and he's Luca from Eternity, if you forgot. So welcome to another episode. And the reason why we're talking about data and uh, specifically data privacy. Again, why? Again. It's a major, massive issue that everybody's ignoring. Oh, Everybody. I, I didn't see that, that data is an issue. <laughs> well, well, I'll give an example. So everybody thinks that, yeah, well, they have nothing to hide and you know, their data is everybody's data. Whoever wants to use it, you know, use it. And then what happens if this is a direct hit in your wallet? If your data is used by someone else and it directly takes money out of your pocket. That would be a bad thing, I think. I know, but that's the, that's the whole point. I think that you have many angles when you talk about data privacy and especially your own data uh, in, in this world. First major thing is in the blockchain and using cryptocurrencies, you have something called a private key, which is basically the origination of your any kind of data in the blockchain whatever, if it's in any kind of transaction. But what happens when you embed this with real world data? For example, your fitness tracker. How many steps did you do? What happened during that? How did your heart rate respond? How did you, you know, drive your car? Very aggressive way on an, or in a grandma way. So I always drive in a grandma way. Of course you do. That's why you have so many traffic tickets. Um, oh no, he knows. He has my private key. <laughs> so the main issue around data privacy is transcending outside of blockchain. It is it is a fundamental human right that I want to be private. And right now people are just not aware of all the things that are happening as they use internet in a day-to-day fashion. But isn't that something that, I mean, the average consumer will never understand the issues that their private data that could pose or not not the issues that the data can pose but the issues that they can run into while surfing the web exposing their data so, and so on and I'm, I'm not sure if like can big blockchain help here absolutely look you have three distinct angles here three distinct ways that we can think about this the first one is how can someone abuse your data for example if i find your private key anywhere just like your password i can take all the money all the currencies that you have in your, all of your wallets. It's as simple as this. Imagine if just by surfing the web, I can kind of empty all of your wallets, steal whatever you have, steal your identity, steal your ID. In 10 years time, this is exactly where it, this is leading to. If your private key becomes your identity, it, if it becomes your passport for your wallet, if it becomes your passport that you travel with, this is where we we're getting at. That's the first issue. The second issue is the fact that you as a person, while using the internet, while using technology, you are generating certain data sets, certain data. How do I wave my hands while I talk? How does that correlate with how fat I am or skinny I am? How does that correlate with the number of steps that I take that my Fitbit tracker is generating? 
etc etc so right now what's happening is that there are a lot of companies companies like facebook companies like amazon companies like google companies like fitbit that are actually extracting this data and then selling it to someone else which is a normal thing because we allow them to because they give us something in return they give us i don't know they entertain us because we use their services like facebook or instagram they give us a very convenient way to shop or they give us a very convenient way to taxi uber for example but what people will realize very soon is that they can monetize their own data and get paid for this because at this point the only thing that we're having is this fun effect amusement effect so this is linked to one of our investments that we have we as eternity we as eternity ventures we invested in a slovenian company for exactly the same reason it happened because we were seeking out services that will help in this fashion so their value proposition is really simple so you as a individual just by being alive and using technology around you using your laptop using your phone using your uh, fitbit using your car using whatever connected technology that you have you generate a certain amount of data this data is interesting and profitable to certain companies so they created something called a private data vault that allows you to store your own data in a very private way but then they also created a marketplace that you can give this data sell this data in a marketplace directly to the advertiser or directly to whoever wants to use it and if they build a service or a model or they earn on top of this you get very small percentage of that back into your wallet that basically means that you can generate money just by being alive that's something i want to do what's the company's name they're called data to honey honeycombcolony.io that's their website that's the main point so when people realize that the new value that we have in the information world is not money like physical bills or it's not oil it's not gold it's actually data because if you can take abundance of data and then create advanced models that give you a correlation or certain knowledge that is um, that gives you a competitive advantage over your competitor it becomes a significant driver of your profits so that's the main main thing the reason why companies like facebook are wealthy is just because they knew how to mine data from their users in a good way and they they knew how to sell it to whoever bits highest but it goes beyond that so at this point i want to have for example i'm a 39 year old male caucasian 104 kilos 194 centimeters in height and i'm an ex-smoker i smoked for 25 years and i stopped smoking and my profile and my current activity can be worth a lot to someone who is trying to find correlations between i don't know physical activities stop smoking and dieting and cancer lung cancer for example and i would like to donate my data to an entity who does this research i don't want them to pay me i want to donate this to someone who is going to do something some good on this and you have numerous cases 
numerous cases. We all have family histories of certain conditions. We all have human stories that gives us a certain incentive to help other people by helping the research, and there is no way to do that right now. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't, I don't know, give my data to a researcher in US, I don't know, Mayo Clinic, who's doing advanced research on top of this. And this is, the reason for it is because in order for this to function, you need to have trust in the system. What data to honey is doing is building that trust system, a uh, trustless system without the centralized services like Facebook, like Amazon, like Google, who are responsible only for their shareholders' profit, not about your data. And that's the whole thing. I, for one, can't wait to sell or donate my data. And that's why we talk with Honeycomb Colony. This is an interview with them. Hello, Honeycomb. Who are you and what does your company do? What we are developing is would be the easiest way to describe is um, what Airbnb is doing with apartments. They are, you know, enabling to owners to rent away apartments um, to those who, who who would like to sleep in a certain city. That's what we are doing with data. We are we we've built a system where you can basically collect all of your data from all of your IoT devices that you own, and you're gonna be able to rent away your data for money. So why is it important to rent and not sell? Because if you are renting it, um, you know, you still keep control and privacy over the data while if you're selling it away you you lose all of that it's similar as if you're um, selling apartment you lose it you get the money but you lose it this would be the easiest way to describe what we do basically um you're gonna get your personal iot data vault to which you're gonna you're gonna connect all of your iot devices and the more data the more iot devices you own the more data you're gonna collect the more your worth basically because um, data as you know is worth a lot and companies need it to perform all sorts of analysis uh, and get the valuable information out of it and of course you should you should get compensated for you know giving your data um, or putting them available you know to rent them away in your opinion the data is new honey uh, can you tell us more about how you think that blockchain can bring a revolution to data generation and usage so blockchain is, is very, very important for us from two aspects. One aspect is um, from the data scientist perspective. Of course, if you're buying or renting something, you need to be sure that it's authentic, that it's, um, you know, um, that it's not fake. Because if you're going to, you know, rent fake data, then you're going to get fake analysis. We are using in this instance, in this, in this respect, we are using um, blockchain as, um, as, as a technology where it's gonna, which is going to make sure that data rented from a certain user, is, it's still authentic, that it wasn't changed fake produced in in evil uh, manners and the second and the second utilization of blockchain is through smart contracts because um, you 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 as a data owner you're going to receive a simple smart contract notification on your phone where it's going to be written okay um this guy or this company would like to rent the data from you this kind of data from you for this money for this time period and that's basically a smart contract if you're going to say yes then you get you you are um, allowing to rent the data and um, he is giving you the you know the tokens or the payment and so this is this is the you know aspect of blockchain that we are that we need so the smart contracts who can actually be your customer uh, who can use the product who can benefit from it do they have to sell their data or do they have to donate it yeah so basically again i know i'm a little bit repeating myself but same as uh, very similar as uh, rbmb we are um, having two sides so we have data owners who are collecting the data and they have this asset or commodity which is called data and on the other hand we have data analysts or companies who who need data for you know to perform analysis and um, 
reports and so on. So those two customer groups, uh, those two would be our customer groups. On one side, um, supply, and which is data owners, and the, on, on, on the other hand, we have demand for the data, which is uh, which is which are companies and data scientists. So those are our main groups. And us in between are we are a platform make uh, which is enabling all that to happen. So making sure that the, with the help of blockchain, that you know the data is um, authentic and uh, using proper technologies and stored in a proper way and that the, you as an end user as a data owner that you you have a complete solution where you can, easy which is easy to use where you can actually store just easily connect or pair your device in the same way as you're pairing your bluetooth headset for example and that's it and you know then devices start working for you you don't have to do anything anymore and on the other hand uh, if we want to make it happen that the data is not sold that we rented instead of sold we need to provide again the, the complete solution in terms of virtual environment especially created for each case so with all the tools available where you can you know uh, perform analysis and data sets that um, you rented before and then at the end you get this analysis which um, is just an end, end result but not the data of, of the user so that's that's our role in the in the big picture and uh, as mentioned the, the on, on each side we have customers that put it this way um, our users we've seen a lot of scandals with Facebook and other services when it comes to data um, why is it better to store someone's data on blockchain um, basically, we're not storing data on the blockchain uh, because uh, you don't want to be your data stored on blockchain because then everyone would be able to see it. What we are storing on the blockchain is just the hashes out of your data, out of your data vault, to make sure that when your data is rented, those hashes uh, can be checked um, or rechecked again the original hashes. And if they match, then this means that the data is still authentic. And if they don't, you know that, that then we know that something was going on with the data and that it it's maybe corrupted or fake or whatever, and, and it's so the data is still stored. Um, the, what is better uh, comparing to, to, to Facebook, the data is stored at your place, um, at your storage, either physical, either cloud, and you control it. You own it, you control it, you do whatever you want with your data. While with Facebook, your data goes to them and they do with that data whatever they want. And we saw what happened you know, when they have these possibilities. So data, data was abused, you know, they, they gave access to Cambridge Analytica and so on. So without anyone's knowledge. While in our case, you're going to be storing your data in your data vault. Nobody can access it unless you give permission, you know, to access this data. Um, and of course, you should be you should be compensated for that. And of course, you also should have a possibility that the, the compensation is not big enough as you were expecting. You, you, you have to have uh, a possibility to say no. And that's what we are enabling, basically. So we are giving you back complete control and ownership of your own data and then same as with your car or any other asset do with it whatever you want so if you want to leave your car open on the street with keys inside and written on the on the on the on the you know on the dashboard take it if you need it then this is you know this is your decision nobody can say to you you're not allowed to put the car on the street with keys inside and, and, and on the dashboard assign take it if you need it you can do it but nobody's doing it because you know we are value our cars but at the moment because we can touch it and we have to pay for it but at the moment we not we don't value data enough and that's why we just keep keep it there lying around and anyone can use it and abuse it as much as, as needed and as, as much as want, uh, wanted. But I think this is going to change because, you know, the same way as Uber changed taxi industry, same way this, that RB changed the, you know, apartment um, hospitality industry, the same way people will start 
seeing how much the data is worth and who wouldn't want to earn extra, I don't know, 200 euros each month for doing nothing, basically, while still keeping the privacy and control over the data. So, and when people are saying, yeah, but I wouldn't like to, you know, rent the data away or I wouldn't like to store the data because, you know, ah, what about the privacy, you know? You're already doing it, you know it, but now you're doing it for free and now you're doing it without any, without having any control over it. So it's it's gonna be a process. We are working on it. it, it also, RB, Airbnb or Uber didn't happen overnight. People had to became comfortable just sitting in someone's car or you know just sitting or or giving away their apartment to some strangers and so on. So it's a process. It's a long run and it's a process. And I think uh, when we started, it was a perfect convergence of you know the blockchain technology, IoT technology, and uh, uh, you know, timing and so on. So, um, yeah, we are optimistic that, this, that we started in a, in a perfect, um, you know, on a, on a perfect timing. And, and, and it's a long run. It's not two years project. So. Last but not least, you are in the Balkans, as are we. Uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing for your company? Um, you know, with all those technologies, basically, where you're physically based uh, matters much less than it used to in, in the past. And of course, um, you know, you have global projects and you have to fly around and you have global partners. And same way as we met with Eternity uh, in, in Split, uh, you know, and then we went to Sofia. So it's a, it's a global stuff. You're all over the place. So where you're physically based, at some point, of course, um, maybe you will have to move to, to, to Silicon Valley or Berlin or, you know, we'll see. We'll see how things go. But uh, I think the most important is where the, where the brains are, you know, the tech guys developing the solution. And of course, then also the, you know, how active the sales team is, uh, convincing partners to onboard them on the projects and so on. I think those are the most important factors, how active the team is, where the brains are and so on. And then anything can happen, as, as we saw, with, as, as mentioned, with Eternity, Sophia, Split, all over the place. Thank you, Honeycomb, and let's get back to the podcast. Luca, I'm, I'm still not sure if I want to donate or sell my data. Wouldn't you like to have a choice to... Yeah, why not, yes. Why not do both? At this point, there is none. I mean, there's very little things that you can do right now. Non-active platforms that allow you to do exactly the same. So I want to sell my data, the data about me, about my health, about my, I don't know, hormone, hormonal disbalance or my bank account. At this point, the bank is the only company that knows this information. You and your bank. You know. They know about my hormone disbalance? <laughs> well, I hope not. Yeah, you hope not. And I hope that I'm going to experiment with Honeycomb in the future. Uh, this was Blockchain from the Block, and we were talking about uh, data storage on blockchain. I was with uh, Luca Succi from Eternity. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Like, share, and subscribe to the newsletter. Here next time.